Today's daf is Ksubis daf Ayin Gimel, and we are seven lines from the top of daf Ayin Beis Amid Beis, the Toiva Bishok. Today's daf is being learned, the Ilui Nishmas, Chayim Melazar, Ben Yibadol Chayim, Reb Shimshin Aryeh. So we're continuing along in Parakamader, which discusses different halachos related to a man that makes a nether that affects his wife, and a woman that makes a nether that affects her husband. The more specific context that we're in the middle of is the Mishnah on Ayin Beis Aleph, the classic Mishnah on Ayin Beis Aleph that mentioned that a woman that's Oiveres Aldas Moshe, or she's Oiveres Aldas Yehudis, the halacha is, she's Yoitzos Shaloi Biksu. A man has a right to give her a get. A man always has a right to give his wife a get. Pre-Cherim de Rabbeinu Gershon, a man was able to divorce his wife, even Balkarcha, even against her will. The Chiddush is that she's Yoitzos he does not have the obligation to fulfill the ksuba requirement. Now, what's an Iveris Aldas Moshe and what's an Iveris Aldas Yehudis? An Iveris Aldas Moshe is a woman that is violating Dine de Iraisa that affect her husband. For example, She's feeding him dinner, but she's not being mafresh chala, she's not being mafresh trumasumaisris, she's mishamashtainida, she's doing things that are being over aldas moisha, as in tairas moisha, and they have an impact on her husband. And Iveris aldas Yehudis, Rashi said in the Mishnah, is someone that goes against the minhagim, shenohagu b'nois Yisrael, va'afagaftaloiksiva, even if these things are not mafurish anywhere, but being that it's not a Yiddish thing to do, that in and of itself is also grounds for the law of Yoytzai Shaloi Biksub. Either way, the Mishnah gave a few examples of Averis Aldas Moshe, the Mishnah gave a few examples of Averis Aldas Yehudis, and we're in the middle of the part of the Mishnah that discusses Averis Aldas Yehudis. So the Mishnah said that an example of an Averis Aldas Yehudis is a woman that's Toiva Bishok. So she sits outside in a public area, she's in the Shok, and she's Toiva, she spins her thread, etc. What's so bad about that? It's talking about a case where she isn't just spinning her thread, but she's doing it in a way that as she spins, her arms are exposed. In other words, she's not sinius, and it's for that reason she's an Iveris Aldas Yehudis. Rav Chizda said in the name of Avimi, it's talking about a woman that's spinning. The yarn is drooping, and it's Keneged Paneo. It's Keneged so if somebody would look at her and the yarn would catch his attention, ultimately it would lead his gaze. That's obviously inappropriate, and it's for that reason she's considered in Iveris Aldasi Hudas. Mishnah said a woman that speaks to everybody. In Kal Adam, she's also in Averis Adasius. I'm Rabbi Dama Shmuel. Again, Rabbi Dama said the name of Shmuel. What does this mean? B'misachekis in Bacharim. It means she talks a lot to the Bacharim. On my Rabbi Barchano, Zimna Chado, Abikilzna, Kamei Rav Ukva. I was once walking together with Rav Ukva. Chazisi, Lahi Aravio. I saw a woman. She was an Aravio. Dava Yosva, Kashadia Pilcha. She was busy with her yarn and her thread. V'toiva v'rod keneged panel, and the yarn was. Falling and it was connected upon now in that inappropriate way that the Gemara just described. Kim and the Chassidim, and as soon as she saw us, me and Rav Uk for walking, psikte lepilcha, she let her yarn fall. Shadi say she threw it. Amrali, and she told me, Ulam. 
Yungaman, Havli Plak, can you please bring it back to me? You know, I just dropped the yarn. Can you please hand it to me? Omar Barav Ukva Milsa. So this is Rabbi Barbachana talking. He said I was together with Rav Ukva, and when this happened, Rav Ukva said something. Meaning, he said more specifically that if a Jewish woman would do what this Aravya just did. She would be in Averis Aldas Yehudis, and she would qualify in the laws of the Mishnah that she's Yoytzeis Shaloi Biksuba. So the Gemara says, My Omar, which one of the Averis Aldas Yehudises of the Mishnah did Rav Ukfa say that this Aravya had violated? So the Gemara says, Ravina, Omar Ravina said, Taiva Bishok. She's literally the Taiva Bishok. The Gemara said, Two Pshatim, what Taiva Bishok is. One Pshat was, she's Virod Keneget Pana. That's exactly what this woman had done. Rabbanon Amri, Rabbanon said, Medaberism Kaladam Amra. But no, what Ravukva said was, is that this woman was a Medaberism Kaladam because she was clearly chapping a little bit with Rabbi Barbarchano. She, by mistake, dropped what she had in her hand and she asked him to pick it up. Either way, it seems like she violated both of these things. Number one, this woman was a Toyve Bishuk. Number two, she was a Medaberism Kaladam. Now, she was an Aravia. She's not obligated to conform with Das Yehudis. But the point of the Gemara is that a Yiddish Ephraim, that would do something like this, she would be considered because forget, you see, she's behaving like this Aravya, and she has to behave like Abbas Yisrael. Hence, the story to just bring out the point that there's different ways of being noyeg, and a, and a Jewish woman has to be noyeg as such, and if not, very big chiddush in the Mishnah, she's yoytzois, even shaloy b'ksubar. Abishol had another example of an oiveres adasi, and that is afa mikaleles yoldov b'fanov. So what does that mean? Pasha, what it means is, she is mikalo yoldov, her husband's Parents, the ones that gave birth to her husband, befanov in the presence of the husband. So she's mikaleles her in-laws, but she doesn't do it She does it in front of her husband. in the name of Shmuel. I'll tell you even a bigger chiddush. Not only is she considered an oiveres if she's mikaleles her in-laws in the presence of her husband, but even if she's mikaleles her in-laws in the presence of her children, their grandparents, even that's a problem. Vesimonich and a good way to remember. This is a Frayim Menasha Kiruvein Veshimoin Yili Frayim Menasha with the next generation, and Yaakov Avinu said Kiruvein Veshimoin Yili. Rashi says this is a Makar that Bnei Bonim is Kibonim. So just like the Mishnah says that a Mekalelas Yolda Befonov is a problem, so too if it would be Bifnei Moilidov. It would also be an issue because Bnei Bonim is Kibonim. Amar um, Rabbah, Rabbah said, I'll give you an example of what it means. She's Mekalela's Yoldav Befanov. The Amrle, she said, this is old school. Nechle Arya Lesaba. That a lion, an Ari, should come and it should eat the Zayda. But Api Bray, and she says it in the presence of the grandchildren. So this is a mother talking to her children, and she says, Your grandfather, Halavaya, a lab, a lion should come and should eat up the grandchildren. Again, don't try this at home. But either way, Zok the Mish. The Gemara, this is an example of what it would mean, Mikaleles Yolda Bifnei Moldav. I saw the Teferis Yisrael, Yachnu Bayaz, on the Mishnah here in Perakamadar, he says something interesting. He says, notice that this klolo that this woman gave was that the Aryeh should eat the Zayda. And what's with the Baba? The Baba not. Let's say this woman would say the same exact thing. Nechle Aryeh Lesafta, not Lesaba. So he says, a Chiddush Niflo. He says, I don't think that would be a problem. Meaning, it a problem. It's a big problem. It's a very big problem. But it wouldn't be an Iveris Aldas Yehudis. And he says the reason is because we know throughout Chazal there was a special sinner between the Shviga and the Shneer. Chazal say it. And it impacts Halacha. 
Halachas and Endemus Lechtes Yivamis regarding Eidos Isha, Befanai Nechtov, Befanai Nechtam, etc., etc. But this is a real deal. And he says that being that that sinner is there, so you can't view her as an Iveris Aldas Yehudis. Iveris Aldas Yehudis is when you do something that's really out of character, something that you should have been able to control. The fact that there's a daughter-in-law that's saying something like this about her mother-in-law, Zog the Tiferes Yisrael, don't try this at home either, but Zog the Tiferes Yisrael, that's already not in the category of maybe an Iveris Aldas Yehudis. This and it's bedafka that the Mishnah mentioned or that the Gemara mentioned Nechla Arye Lesaba Ba'api Bray and not Safta. A paraphernalia of Tafta said Afa Kailanis. If a woman is a Kailanis, that's another example of Yoitzois where the halach is going to be shaloi b'ksuba. So the Mishnah said, ve'ezoi k'elanes. So the Mishnah gave an example. Like, shimid ha'beres b'techbeisim, when she talks inside her house, u'chchenes shayven k'elanes. She talks so loud that all her neighbors are able to hear what she's saying. But the Gemara gives a more precise definition. It says, the Gemara, my k'elanes, again, Amr Rabbi Yudah Mashmul, every Gemara that we just learned, Rabbi Yudah Mashmul again was mefarish, this part in the Mishnah, and he said, ve'mashmas k'elanes k'etashmash. It doesn't just mean that she talks loudly. But what it means is that when her and her husband are discussing in Yonai Tashmish, she's mashmas koilo. She speaks very, very loud. Rashi says specifically when she's fighting with her husband, alin Yonai Tashmish. And that's embarrassing and that's humiliating. And it's for that reason she's Yoytze Shalai Biksub. Masnisaton and Abraisa, they had a little bit differently. When she's Mishamesh, that's also Milosh and Tashmish in her Chatzah where she lives. But Bishas Tashmish, you're able to hear her voice, Bechatzer Acheres. And the reason is, Rashi says, because she finds it very difficult, and it's for that reason, she's being from pain. Says the Gemara, now that's what it means, that when it's not doesn't sound like she's doing anything wrong. She's not an Iveris, not Aldas Moshe, not Aldas Yehudas. Rather, what she's doing is, is she's just screaming from pain, which means... Maybe she's a Balasmon, right? I can hear that. But, like, why would she fall into this category? So, Bishloimo, if Koilanis, Mashmas, Koilu means Al Iske Tashmish, so she's fighting with her husband, Al Iske Tashmish, and she's yelling and screaming. That's not okay. Because the Benoist Yisrael are snoys when it comes to these Inyanim. So, she's an Iveris Aldas Yehudas. She's not a Iveris Aldas Moshe, but she's an Iveris Aldas Yehudas. But if you're going to tell me that she's. Mashmas koila not al iske tashmish, but rather bishas tashmish, and like Rashi says, because of tsar that she's in, so she's yoytzeh shaloi b'ksuba. Why? Because she's in pain. What she's supposed to do? Elamai, you'll tell me it's a mum. That I hear. But then v'nisnai gabi mum. We're going to learn about the moment. What? Is it doing in this Mishnah? So the Gemara says, El Machvartik, the Shalom Yikar, you're right. This is a clear proof, must be, that the real Pshat is Rabbi Yudah Mashmul's Pshat, and that is Mashmas Koila Al Iske Tashmish, not the Pshat of the Braisa, which is that she's Mashmas Koila Bishas Tashmish. And that concludes the Iveris Al Das Moshe and the Iveris Al Das Yehudis part of today's Daf. And we are going to now shift our attention. To the next Mishnah, which is Me'inyan Le'inyan Ba'osa Inyan, it talks about Nidorim and marriage. That's the theme of Perakamader. And just to be Makdim, that this next Gemara that we're going to learn is really a Lamdish Gemara. In the world of Lamdish and Yeshiva, it has an asterisk next to it. It's a daf that begrudgingly we are going to have to do what we do. Zokta Hilga Mishnah, Makadish, so Isha. If someone's Makadish and Isha, and he made it tonight. 
The tonight was Amanasha Inoleo Nudarim. So Ruvain is Makadish, a woman, and he says, I'm marrying you, but I'm stipulating very, very clearly that you have no Nudarim. You're not carrying any baggage of some nether that you may have made that could impact me in any way. Vinimsu Aleo Nudarim. And after the Kedushin, he found out, lo and behold, this woman had made a nether. She can't eat meat, she can't do this. Why? Because he was Mekadosh Rala tonight. There's a parsha of Tanoim. It's learned out from Bnei God U Bnei Ruvain that if someone does a Maisa that ordinarily should be Gerachalois, but he puts a contingency attached to this Chalois in the event that the Tanai is not Neskayim, so that Chalois will not be Kayim. This is a textbook example of that. And that was Mekadosh Nisha, Almanast is no Nadarim. It turns out this Nadarim, the Allah is, Kinso, Stam. What happens if this man did Nisuin? So Mekadosh means Kedushin, Kinso means Nisuin, and it was Stam. There was no Tanai attached to it. And then afterwards he found out that there were Nadarim. So he never stipulated anything about Nadarim. However, he found out later that there were Nadarim. So then the halacha is that they're married so that he would have to give her a get if he wanted this marriage to be terminated. However, being that there were Nadarim and he wasn't anticipating there being Nadarim, the halacha is he doesn't have any ksuba obligation. So it's Tate say yes, get of the Shinobi Ksuba, there's not going to be a, a Khi of Ksuba. So the mission you can tell already is a little bit tricky, and we're gonna see two distinct approaches in the Gemara, how to learn Pashab Shah and the Mishnah. But the Mishnah starts with someone who is Makadash and Isha Alatnai, that there are no Nadarim, then he found out there were Nadarim. And then the Mishnah mentions a second case where there was no Tanai, and he found out that there were Nadarim. If he was Makadish Alatnai, that there's no Nadarim and there were Nadarim in Makudashis. This marriage is Bechlal, not a marriage. There's no get, there's no Ksuba, there's no nothing. If, however, he got married without making any Tanoim, any stipulations, and then he found out that there were Nadarim, that also impacts. You don't have to make a Tanai, Amanasha, Enola, Nadarim. Even without the Tanai, it has some sort of impact. However, the impact is different, being that in this case he didn't make the Tanai, over here the marriage is Chal. Tate with a get, but at the same time, Ksuba, at the very least, you're not going to be chayiving Ksuba. The big diak that's going to come out and be very manifest in the sugya is the first case of the Mishnah was looking at it from the perspective of the Kedushin. You were Mekadosh Eso Isha, Amanash The second part of the Mishnah was looking at it from the perspective of the Nesuin, Kinsostam. Really, if the Mishnah wanted to be super consistent, the Mishnah could have said, Amikadosh Eso Isha, Amanash And the second case would have been, Amikadosh Eso Isha Stam. Or start off where you were kindness and isha, amanash and and then the second case would be where you were kindness not. The ratio of the Mishnah is Kedushin, the safe of the Mishnah is Nesuin, something that's going to play out in the da. Next part of the Mishnah, amanash in movement. One of somebody was Makadish and he says, I'm marrying you on the condition that you have no movement, no blemishes. And then he found out that she had blemishes. Obviously, the Kedushin is not chal. Again, this is another textbook example of someone that was Makadish and Isha Allah tonight. What happens if this person was Kainez Chopo, Nesuin, Stam, and he found out there were movement? He never stipulated the same Allah. You would have to give a get. This time, you wouldn't have to have a Ksuba. So it's the same exact halacha for Nadarim as it is for Mumin. If you made a Tanai, then it's nothing. If you didn't make a Tanai, then the halachas say, however, Shalai Ksuba. Then the Mishnah says, what's the definition of a Mum as it relates to these halachas? Call a Mumin, Paisnam, Kayanim, Paisnam, and Any Mum, that's a problem if you're a Kayan. A Kayan by Mum can't do the avoid in the base of Mikdash. Anything that would be considered a Mum when you learn Kachim would also be considered a Mum in this Mishnah as well. Zok de Gemara. So the Mishnah began and said, Hamakadash is the Isha Amanash in Nadarim. 
This Mishnah is mentioned verbatim in another place in Shas. Kedushin Dafno. And the Gemara asks, it as a kasha, why do you need this Mishnah to be mentioned twice? We have the same exact Mishnah by Kedushin. And the question is why? So the Gemara says, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why the Mishnah was mentioned in Mesechtis Ksubis, and the Mishnah was also mentioned in Mesechtis here we're learning the halachas of ksubas. And being that there's a ksuba implication for this sugya, teitzei shaloi b'ksuba, so for that reason it was mentioned in Masech, this ksubas. Now, we mentioned also the fact that sometimes the kedushin is chal, sometimes it's not chal, but that's only agav, ton kedushin, ati ksubas. The ikkar point that we're trying to make here is the laws of the ksuba. And once we mentioned the laws of the ksuba, but there's agav, we mentioned what halachas regarding the kedushin. Awesome over there, Masech, this kedushin, kedushin, it's trichadeh. There we're learning the sugyas of kedushin. So the ikkar, what we want to talk about is the kedushin, yeah, chal or not chal. So why do we mention the ksuba? Ton ksuba's ati kedushin. We just mentioned the ksuba component. Out of the Kedushan. So the Gemara says, You want to know why this mission was mentioned in Ksubis, was mentioned in Kedushan? Oh, it's very posh because there's Ksubis implications and there's Kedushan implications. Why do we have to mention both implications and both Mesachtis? Agav. Once we talked about the Ksubis, Agav will throw in the Kedushan. And once we're talking about the Kedushan, Agav will throw in the Ksubis. I'm Rabbi Yechen and Mishum Rabbi Shimon ben Yehoi Tzadok. Rabbi Yechen said in the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Yehoi Tzadok. We speak this out sometimes that throughout Shas, you have Amr Rabbi Yechen on Amr Rabbi Shimon bar Yechai. Sometimes you also have Amr Rabbi Yechen on Mishum. Rab Shimon ben Yehud Sadak and the Achroinim in certain places actually use this to get out of some uncomfortable steers and situations that we sometimes have. Because if you would see Amr Rab Yochanan Amr Ashbi, you would almost certainly say, "Oh, this is one of the many, many members in Shas that Rab Yochanan saying over in the name of Rashbi. Who's Rashbi? Stam Rashbi is Pashit. It's Rab Shimon bar Yechai. But there was another Rashbi, Rab Shimon ben Yehud Sadak. This is the Amr Rab Yochanan Mishum Rab Shimon ben Yehud Sadak. In the Amru." The following Nadarim with the Nadarim that Chazal were referring to. We'll see what this means in a second. Uh, a woman that made a nether, she's not going to eat meat. She's not going to drink wine. And she's not going to put on any colored clothing. It's regarding the following Nadarim that Chazal were referring to. These are Nadarim that a woman makes that involves Inuri Nefesh and involves pain. That's painful not to be able to eat meat. That's painful not to be able to drink wine. Well, but the Chiddush, we're talking about a woman, and we just had the sugis earlier in the week. Women, is it, yeah, the derech for them to drink wine, not the derech for them to drink wine. But over here, it sounds like even for a woman to make such a nether, this would be considered a nether. She's not going to put on all these nice clothing. These are all examples of the nedarim that Chazal were referring to. Now, this and the b'raisa is a commentary on our Mishnah. The Mishnah is discussing someone's Mekadosh and Isha, Amanash in Olei Nedar, Kinsastam Venimso Olei Nedar. So what's the definition of Nedar? Nedar means Dvarm Shiesh Bem Inoi Nefesh, such as I won't eat meat, I won't drink wine, I won't put on nice clothing. But Stam a Nedar that has no impact on her or on him, on them, such a nether is not the nether that the Mishnah was referring to. But the Gemara says, Havi Barapapa. Rapapa wanted to understand this a little bit better. Ahai. Which part of the Mishnah is it referring to? Is it referring to the Reisha of the Mishnah? Or the Sefer, the Mishnah, meaning the first half of the Mishnah, the Nadarim part of the Mishnah, but is it the Reisha of the first part of the Mishnah or the Sefer, the first part of the Mishnah? When the Mishnah said, it's only these types of Nadarim? Or is it referring to the second part? Kinsostam, 
then we're analyzing what type of neder would trigger a situation where even though there was no tonight stipulated, still does the Gemara mean to comment on the ratio of the Mishnah, someone that was Makadash and Isha, and he said clearly, Bokzeiner, Amanasha in Olayanadarim, says the Gemara, Kivan de Kakapit, if he's Makbit on Adarim, I feel called Milinami. So why would we sit and try to figure out what the definition of Nadarim is? He said, Amanasha in Olayanadarim. We're not working on an Umdino, we're working based on what he said. So if it's based on what he said, I don't know, to me, Amanasha in Olayanadarim means no Nadarim, period. And if you don't mean that, then explain yourself. But Lahura, then we should. Be saying it only means this nadarim, not those nadarim. It's dvarim shabalev. If he said abanasha in ole nadarim, then we have to assume it means all nadarim. Elora, Papa said a sefer. Must be it's referring to the sefer. The sefer that said kinsa stam. Even then, if there just so happens to be nadarim, it's going to have an impact on the marriage, albeit on the chi of ksuba. That is the comment of the Gemara that that's only true for certain Nadarim. Not all Nadarim would you say that Kin Sestam Venim Tzolei Nadarim that Talach is Teitz Nei Shalei B'Ksurim. Hashem Vashem Zalei Marech. Really it's referring back to the Reisha. It's referring back to the first Talach of the Mishnah. And the Kaddish has Yisham Anasha in Olei Nadarim. Even though we made a Tanai, still only certain Nadarim. What's the Svara? Umidi de Kapti Ba Inchi Havik Peide Kepeide. Umidi de Kapti Ba Inchi Le Yavik Peide Kepeide. We assume that when he said Amanash in Olei Nadarim he meant Midi de Kapti Ba Inchi. That people usually have a paid on. So, what are things that people have a paid on? When a man says to his wife, Bishasta Kedushan, literally under the chuppah, I'm being Makadashu, Amanas, She'ein, Oleho, Nidarin. He means probably things that are going to impact him, meaning, Mili Dekpeide. And being that he probably means Mili Dekpeide, we assume that that's what he meant. So even though it's true, he said, he stipulated it, and the word nadarim is a very general term. It sounds like it doesn't matter what type of nether it is, but at the same time, halachically, we're going to say that he meant dafka things that are amidi de kapti ba inchi. So Ravashi said, there's no reason to say that this comment is dafka referring to the safe of the Mishnah. It could just as equally be referring to the ratio of the Mishnah. The last thesis on the Yom, it says, the obvious, and that is, what if the man would say specifically, not only in the Dharam Sheesh Bam Inoy Nefesh, not only in the Dharam that's immediately the Kapti Inchi, but Almanas that you have no nether whatsoever. So Akhtaisis Havad in that case, the Kedushin is not going to be Chal. The Mishnah's case is talking about where he wasn't so explicit, he wasn't so clear. He just said, Almanasha Inoleh Nedarim. The question is, what does Stam Nedarim mean? If he doesn't speak it out, Stam Nedarim means Dvarim Sheesh Bam Inoy Nefesh, and even when he speaks out Stam Nedarim, Stam Nedarim means Dvarim Sheesh Bam Inoy Nefesh. But Avadagavist, if he would say clearly, Almanasha Inoleh Nedarim, even Dvarim Sheinam, Shel Inoy Nefesh, then of course the halacha would be that the Kedushin is going to be battle. Here comes the Lamnus. If a man was Makadish and Isha Al Tanai. So what does it mean, Kitchal Tanai? So Rashi says, It's referring to the first case of the mission. Amakadish has Isha, Amanash If you look at Rashi in Mesachdis Yivamis, this sugya is almost verbatim, the first part of it, anyways, in Mesachdis Yivamis. There Rashi says it's referring to both parts. Of the Mishnah, Sai Hamakadish Eso Isha Amanasha Ein Olei Nedarim, and Sai Hamakadish Eso Isha Amanasha Ein Bamumin. And really, the Rashi in Yevamis seems to be the Pashup Shach, because as we learn the Sugi, it's not going to be so clear why you would think that this Sugi should only be true for the Tanai of Ein Olei Nedarim versus the Tanai of Ein Bamumin. So we'll learn with the Pashup Shach, which is that the 
Sugya is discussing both Tanoim and the Mishnah. Sayyam Makadash as the Isha Almanash in Olena Dorim, and Sayyam Makadash as the Isha Almanash in Bomum. It says the Gemara. Kitch all tonight. Vikinsosta. So Mel was Makadash and Isha Almanash in Olena Dorim. And then afterwards, they went to the Chuppah, and at the time of the Chuppah, he didn't say one word. So again, today everything happens at the same time. But once upon a time, these were two completely distinct ceremonies. You had the Eresin with all the Birchus Eresin, and then you had the Nesuin, which was the Chuppah and everything else. So two completely different in Yonim. By the first time, there's this big declaration, this big proclamation that this Kedushan, everybody should know, that was made a lot tonight. Right? This is old school. You don't hear this today, but I'm old. Things like this used to happen. Bashas Nesuin, however, there was no mention of it. So it was Kitchal Tanai, Vikinsostan. Rav Amarav says, Tzricha Heimenuget. In the event that we find out later that this woman had made Nadarim, even though he was Mekadesh or Almanasha Enole Nadarim, and even though the Mishnah says, Mekadesh has Isha Almanasha Enole Nadarim, and Nimsole Nadarim, the Allah has but being that at the time of the Nesuin you didn't say a word, you were Kinsosnam, so the Allah is Tzricha Menuget, now you are going to need to get. The Shmuel Amma Shmuel said, Ena Tzricha Menuget. No, being that you were Mekadesh Almanasha Enole Nadarim, that tonight is in effect, and even though you didn't speak out the Tanai at the time of the Nesuin, you were just kin sastam, you went into the Nesuin, the halach is that the Tanai of the Kedushin is chal, and therefore, if we find out later that she had Nadarim, the law of the Mishnah will be in effect, and that is Einat Tzricha Heimenuget. So we have a major machloikis between Rav and Shmuel, what's the halach if someone's Makadash Yitzha Amanash Einu Le'a Nadarim, v'nimtza Le'a Nadarim, so ordinarily the halach is Einu Bekudash. Well, what happens if it was Kinsa Stam? There was a Nesuin in between, and the Nesuin was done Stam. Is the halach is still going to be Einu Bekudash or not? Rav says no. Rav says once it's Kinsa Stam, Tzricha Heimenuget. Shmuel says, no, the halach of the Mishnah is going to be the same. Zok to Gemara. Amr Abaya said, Loi Tema, don't say that time of the Rav, that Pshad and Rav, that Rav holds, that if your kin sestam, Tzrich HaMenu Get, is because Kivan she kin sestam, achulei achlei lutna. Don't say that Pshad and Rav is, that at the time of the Nesuin, being that he didn't mention the Tanai, we assume that he was Moichel the Tanai. And if he's Michael the Tanai, so the Tanai is not here. If the Tanai is not here, therefore the Allah is, even if later you find that she had in the Dharam, Tzricha Menaget. So Abayi said, don't think that that's the Pshat. Allah, time of the Rab, Pshat and Rab is, It's because a person is very makbid not to be boil of Biloznos. And being that that's the case, we assume that a person is not going to get involved in a marriage that involves already Bia, meaning Nesuin and Bia, if he knows there's a chance that something is going to happen that will trigger that this marriage is not really a marriage, and that all the bilois that he had were really bilois nos. And it's for that reason, said Abaya, that Rav holds the halach is going to be tzricha heimenuget, because there's an umdana that says that at this point, for sure he wants to be married, even on the tzad, that we find out later that she had in the dark. So Abayah said that when I look at Rav Shita, I have two ways that I could understand Rav. Either Pshan and Rav is achule achle letnoi, or Pshan and Rav is lefisha ein adam oisa bilasa bilosnos. Now just to hit the pause button for one second, there's a major machlekes Rashi Toisvis, what posh Pshat in this Gemara even is. And any pshat you go with, Rashi's pshat, Toysi's pshat, it requires a whole nother level of iyun just to understand 
even what the two tzadim are and the lambdas of each one of the individual tzadim and this kashas and terutzim that all need to be to address. So this is the part where we do what we do. But just to understand on a very elementary level what these even two tzadim are. The way Rashi learns the Gemara, that's the way we're going to learn the Gemara, is achuli achli letnoi means that even though the man, when he was mekadosh to Isha, he was mekadosh ala tanai, but somehow he has the right at some later date to be moichol the tanai. Meaning, say, forget the whole tonight. Done, I, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Yeah, Nadarm, no Nadarm. I'm getting married. Mit the ganze ganzkeit. In Lomdis, how that works is not so clear. The Rishonim asked the Kasha. He was Makadish ala Tanai. That Kedushin has a Tanai built into its DNA. Now, you want to be Makadish or Shaloy ala Tanai? I hear. Make a new Kedushin. I don't know how that works. But you're Moichel Tanai? Even though I made the Tanai? No, no. Forget about it. Let's make believe it never happened. You can't. It happened. Which means that the Kedushin was done with a Tanai and got backed into the Kedushin. So how could you simply be Meichelet? But for all practical purposes, Achuli Achelet Tanai means that somehow or another you have an ability to be Meichelet Tanai. And we assume, Abayah did, maybe, I hear one side in Rav, is that Achuli Achelet Tanai, he's completely being Mevater on the Tanai. He doesn't care. Yeah, Nadarm, no, Nadarm, he's going to be married 100%. The other side is a very similar side. The other side is also that he's saying that even though I made it tonight, but I want to be married even on the side that we find out later there's Nadarim. But the Lashon of Abaya in the second side is very different. It's based on Einadam Oysa Bilosoy Biloznos. What does it mean? What it means is that I'm, I want the tonight. I'm not being Moichel the tonight. I'm not saying that I don't really care, yeah, Nadarim, no Nadarim. All I'm saying is, is that I don't want to get involved in a bilas nos. Right, let's try to bring this out a little bit better. The first side is, when the man was Makadish to Isha, he was Makadish al Tanai. Then he did Nesu and there was no Tanai. Oh, so you did the Kedushan al Tanai, then you did the Nesu and Shaloy al Tanai. Being that the Nesu was done Shaloy al Tanai, Vice says you don't really care about the Tanai. Achuli achle le Tanai. It's the Nesu and Shaloy al Tanai that's Mevatul the Kedushan al Tanai. It's the fact that it's true, I started off this marriage by the first suda, I made this grace a doc- declaration, but by the second, I didn't. And because I didn't do it at the second, I didn't have my lawyer standing next to me telling me, read this, make sure, because otherwise this marriage... No, I didn't have that. Oh, vice versa, I was Michael the whole thing. What's the umdana you were Michael? Because why didn't you say it at the time of the Nesuin? So the fact that you didn't say it at the time of the Nesuin, that's a big umdana that even though you said at the time of the condition, you really, you were Michael. The second side Abaya had was, it's not that, it's not the Nakuda. No, once you made this Tanai Bashas Kedushin, you're not know, to say it again Bashas Nesuin. And the fact that you were Kinsestam isn't in and of itself the Raya that Achule Yachle the Tanai. What is the Raya? It's a general Umdana. Ain't other Moise Bilas Abilas Nos. And because Ain't other Moise Bilas Abilas Nos, there's a far no one's getting involved in a marriage where it may come out that his Bila was Abilas Nos, and it's based on that Umdana that we assume. So according to the first side, it's the Kinsestam. It's the fact that you didn't make this whole Indian by the Nesuin like you had made by the Kedushin. According to the second time, I don't need to do with that. There's a svar of Einadam Oysa Bilosa Bilosos. Now, had you made the Tanai, okay, you made the Tanai. But you didn't make the Tanai. You were Kinsestam. Therefore, we can now invoke this Umdana of Einadam Oysa Bilosa Bilosos. It's just an elementary Mahalach of how to explain the two Tzad. What's the Nafkimina between the two Tzadim? Right? Why does it matter if it's this Pshat or that Pshat? So Rashi says... That the nafkemina would be the ksuba. If pshat is that achule yachle l'tnoi, so then the halacha would be tzricha menuget. Even though he was mekadesh originally, amanash enolei nedarim, 
But not only Tzricha Menegeret, you would even have to give a Ksuba. Because we assume you were Moichel the whole Indian. That this whole concept of yeah, neder, no neder, and therefore you have no claim whatsoever if you find out later that really she had nedar. If, however, it's only it's only based on edal nos, that's a svar klape. You want to be married. It's only a svar klape the bia. But at the same time, you're not being moichel anything, and you're certainly not being moichel the chiyav ksuba. So that in the event we find out later that she had nedarim. You'll be like gara from any kinsastam. And what's the halacha kinsastam? The Mishnah said, And therefore, here too, it's going to be shalai b'ksuba. So really, at the end of the day, the nafkamina between the two tzadim is simply whether there's going to be a chiyav ksuba. If it's a chuliachli, there's going to be no chiyav ksuba zakrashi. If, however, it's based on then there will be a chiyav ksuba. If it's based on in other ma'isa bilas bilas nos, then in that case, there won't be any chiyav ksuba. But what's the bottom line? What we need is the second side, the real side. Abayah said, Pshat in Rav is, So we assume you want to be Mekadosh and Isha with Tanayim, that's one thing. But once you go to the Chasana, at that point, and for sure you have in mind that even if she's going to have Nadarim, even if she's going to have Mumin, the Allah is that the marriage is definitely going to be a marriage. What about the Ksuba? So that's where Abayah said that I think it's not any different than a Kinsa Stam Venim Nadarim. Or kinsastam benimtzabamumim with alachet teitzei shaloi b'ksuba. But as it relates to the marriage, the marriage is definitely going to be in effect. Zok the Gemara, if pshat in Rav is that Rav holds ain adam moisa bilasa bilaznos. So what's pshat in Shmu? Shmu must hold adam moisa bilasa bilaznos. So really, we have a machlekes Rav and Shmu. How far does this umdana of ain adam moisa bilasa bilaznos go? Now Shmu's moida ain adam moisa bilasa bilaznos. The question is, this umdana that we're going to use now to impact. Halacha, how far does it go? So according to Rav, it's a shtarka umdana, and it impacts nuanced halachas. And therefore, Rav holds in this case, kitshah, tonight, the kinsa stam, tzrichem enoget, based on the umdana of ena damaisa bilasa bilaznos. Shmuel says, of course, ena damaisa bilaznos. He's not being choshed people of bilaznos. But he's just saying that you want to take this umdana to such an extreme to teach me halacha like this, I disagree with. And therefore, Shmuel's sheet is kitshah, tonight, the kinsa stam, the halacha is... So the Gemara says, if this is the Machloikis, I have a problem. And the reason I have a problem is because I have another place in Shas where Rabbi Shmuel argued a major debate, Kedarkum Bakoidish, and they were arguing the same exact Shaila, whether Adam Oysabilasabilas Nos or Ain Adam Oysabilasabilas Nos. And to be clear, in that Machloikis, as we're about to see, Rav, Lishitase holds Ain Adam Oysabilasabilas Nos, and Shmuel Lishitase holds Adam Oysabilasabilas Nos. But still, it's a problem. Now, why is it a problem? Because why would Rav and Shmuel have to argue the same Machloikis two times? So this is interesting. Sometimes, right? If you had a machlekes k'sois nesivas, and then you found in another place, it's the same exact machlekes k'sois nesivas. You would ask it as a kasha? No, you would have a chabura. You would have a shtikel tayr. You'd be so excited. Wow, it's the k'sois l'shitase and the nesivas l'shitase. So really, we could have approached this gemara. Oh, it's mamish gevald. It's mamish rav l'shitase and shmul l'shitase. But the gemara asks it as a kasha, which the gemara sometimes does. The income kamer Why? But the point is that this is the way the gemara approaches it. Says the gemara that if this is pshat in the machlekes. The way Abayu was masbered, that Rav holds in other ma'isa bilasa bilas nos, and Shmuel holds other ma'isa bilasa bilas nos. Ha'pligi b'chadazimna. Didn't they already have this argument that Itmar? We learned ketana shloim miyano. There was a ketana. 
the Ketana was married Midrabon. Has the Ketana get married Midrabon? She was married off by one of her relatives, her mother, her brother, not her father. Her father has the ability to marry off Midrabon. If one of her Kreve marry off, she's only married Midrabon. One of the Chidushim of a Ketana that gets married Midrabon is she could do Mion. She could decide that she's not interested in being married to this man and she can leave the marriage. In contrast to an ordinary situation where she would need to receive a get from her husband. So this was a katana that got married midrabanon shloimiyano. She did not do miyon vehigdila. Then she became a gedoyla. Now, very important piece of information that the Gemara doesn't say that Rashi adds ubaleha. What happened was after she became a gedoyla, her husband was baaleha. So she had at least one bia as a gedoyla. Another important part of the story that the Gemara doesn't say that Rashi in Adds, and that is And then she did Mia. Mia. And after she did Mia, she got married to somebody else. What's the case? This was a Ketana. She was married to Rabbana. She became a G'dayla. There was a Bia. She does Mia. And then she marries somebody else. The question is, the marriage to that someone else, is it a marriage or is it not a marriage? Rav Amarav says, She does not need to get from the second person. Why not? She's not married to the second person. She's married to the first person. She does need to get from the second person. She is married to the second person. What's the Shiloh? Whether she's married to the second person or not married to the second person. The Shiloh is, is she, she married to her first husband, Midday Reiser, only Midday Rabban. When she got married originally, she was only married Midday Rabban. So what changed? There wasn't another Chasana. There were no Edi Kedushin again. What would have changed? What would have changed was that there was a beer when she became a G'dayla. And Rav holds that the beer that takes place when she's a G'dayla is considered a beer L'Shem Kedushin. And the reason it's considered a beer L'Shem Kedushin is because we assume Eidah the Maisa Bilas Nos. And this man is not so comfortable with the fact that he's living with a Ketana who he's married to only Midrabanon, we're Midraisa, it's a Bilas Nus. Rav takes the Svar of Einadam, Isa Bilas Bilas Nus to an extreme. See, he doesn't love this concept of Midraisa, really, it's a Bilas Nus. So we assume that the first beer that happened once she became a G'dayla, that she's now at a, of an age where she can get married Midraisa, was done with shame. Ishus. And if it was done with shame Ishus, now she's an Ishus Ish. So if she did Mion afterwards, the Mion is worthless. And if she was Makabal Kedushin from somebody else, so that, ma- that Kedushin is worthless. Therefore, Rav says, and it's get me changed. She doesn't need to get from the second person. Shmuel holds Adam Oise Bilas Therefore, there's no Umdana that says that the first Bia that happened once she was a Gdailo was a Bia Lashem Ishus. As a result, she still only married Midrabanon. So when she did Mion, it was a Mion. So when she was Makabal Kedushin from somebody else, it was a Kedushin, albeit Midrai and therefore it's Rikha Gatmisheni to be Mavato, the marriage, Midai Raisa. So in other words, we have the same exact machik as Rav and Shmuel that we have in our Sugi regarding Kiddush Emyun, and it's the same two star. The Rav holds Ain of the Maisa Bilasabilas, so Shmuel holds Adam Maisa Bilasabilas. So the Gemara's cash is, why do I need both? So the Gemara's Rikha, you need both. Because we, we only had the case of Yavamis. I would have thought, but he come around. Maybe over there, Rav holds Ain of the Maisa Bilasabilas, so Mishum Delekta Tanah. Over there, there was no tonight. Meaning, over there, it was Vadaya Bilasnos. On the Dairaisa level, being that she's only married to Rabbana, and it's Vadi Bilas Bilas So there, Rav has his umdana of Enadim Maisa Bilas Bilas Nos. but in our Mishnah, the Ikatna, where it's only conditional, meaning it's only going to be a Bilas Nos if we find out later that she had Nadarim, that she had Mumin. But what if there were no Nadarim, there was no Mumin, then they're going to be happily married. And as a result, it won't be a Bilas Nos. So being that it's only like a Suffolk, maybe over there, in a Suffolk Maisa, Rav doesn't hold another Maisa Bilas Bilas Nos. He holds a person is not Oisa 
Vadai bilasnos, but Suffolk bilasnos, maybe not. Therefore, for sure, in Rav's world, we would need the mission in Amadar to know that Rav holds in Adam Isa bilasnos, even when it's only a Suffolk. Okay, Viet Mabrahasa, just tell me the halacha in Ksubis, but I would fall Bahakam Shmuel. Maybe this is the only time that Shmuel holds Adam Isa bilasa bilasnos, where all it is a Suffolk, Abba Bahak. But in the case of Yavamis, where it's Vadai bilasnos, Emma Maidele the Rav, I would have thought over there with Shmuel's Maidele the Rav, Tricha, and for that reason, we have to have. Both cases. So the bottom line is we have a machloikis, Rav and Shmuel in two places, and the way Abai explained it anyways, and that is or What does it have to do with our sugya? If someone is Makadish and Ishal Tanai, the Kinsa Stam, Rav says Srichai Menuget, because and we assume for sure at this point he wants the marriage to be a marriage even if his tonight doesn't work out. Shmuel says that Shmuel shita that Adam oise bilasai bilasai. We learned in our Mishnah kinsa stam Mishnah said if somebody's kindness in Isha stam and then he found out afterwards that she had nadarim. So what's the halacha? Tais you have to give a get. Shloib ksuba you don't have to give a ksuba. Ksuba delay but it sounds like just a ksuba you don't have to give hugi to buy it. But at the same time you have to give a get. My lab zaktigemar isn't the Mishnah talking about kitchal tonight. A case where you makadish al tonight the kinsa stam and you were kindness stam. And if that's the case tufta the shmul it's a tufta on shmul. In other words, our Mishnah mentioned two cases. Right? There was a reish and a sefer. The nedarim part, the mumen part. Let's just focus on the nedarim part. It's the same difference for the mumen part. But. There was a Tanai. Then you found Nadarim and Mekudashas. Then the Mishnah said, if you didn't assume Stam and you found that there were Nadarim, then the Allah has Tetzishloi Bixuba. The Gemara's Muschol Rishon is that it's one long case. And even though it was a Rish and a Seifa, really it's one case. It's the Seifa of Kinsa Stam is talking about after you were Mekadash to Isha Amanash in Olea Nadarim. And what does the Mishnah say? That the marriage is going to be a marriage. So why later if your kinsa stam is dalach going to be teitzei shaloi b'ksuba? Oh, it's right to Rav. That's Rav Shita. Tzricha menuget because ain't not the most of Yilas Yilas Nos. No, the Gemara is asking that the Mishnah sounds like it's one long case. What happens if you were kinsa stam and then you were nimzolanadarim? Then teitzei shaloi b'ksuba. That's mefurish Rav. It's literally Shitas Rav that holds Eina the Moisa Bilasa Bilasnos. And by the way, it's also a bias Rav because you see Shalai Biksuba. That was a bias whole point. A bias point was that Pshan and Rav is not a Chuli Yachli Litnoi. It's Eina the Moisa Bilasa Bilasnos. And we said, what's the Nafkamina between the two Tzadim? Yak Suba, no Ksuba. So, number one, it's Tufta de Shmuel. It's a riot to Rav. And it's a bias Havana in Rav that this is all based on Eina the Moisa Bilasa Bilasnos. But the Gemara says, lie. You're not reading the Mishnah right. The Mishnah's not. One long case. Mishnah is two cases. Mishnah means as follows. Kitsha stam, vikinsa stam. The first part of Mishnah is talking about where you were kitsha stam and you were kinsa stam. Dalach is that you're going to be in The second part of the Mishnah is talking about the second part of the mission, I'm sorry, is talking about where you were kitsha stam, the kinsa stam, where side the kedushin was stam and side the nesun was stam. It's in that case, the loch is going to be shaloi b'ksuba. So I'm going to kitsha al tanai the kinsa stam. Okay, now we do loy by yigita. See, you're telling me that in the case where you were mekadosh al tanai, you were kinsa stam, the loch is you're not going to need to get right. That's shmul shita. If that's the case, ah, the tani am mekadosh is hicham nasha inu leinu darim nimtzolinu darim inu mekudeshes. If that's the case, why didn't the reish in the mission say a bigger chiddush? The reish in the mission it's mashma if you mekadosh and hicham nasha inu leinu darim nimtzolinu darim inu mekudeshes, but only if there was. In a kinsa, because the Mishnah didn't mention the kinsa in the Rashi of the Mishnah. Listen, kinsa stam v'nim solenadarim enemikudeshes. The Mishnah should have said even a bigger chiddush that even if you were mekadesh 
al tenai, and you were kinsestam. Even there, enim kudeshes. If you shmula right, that even if you were kinsestam after the kedushin al tenai, the halacha is going to be enim kudeshes. So why didn't we say that? Right? The kol shkenos. Certainly, the halacha would be in the case of the mishnah. That is what the mishnah means. Meaning, we can make it work. Hamakadosh has to isha amanasha in olei nedarim. Someone's makadosh and isha amanas that she has no nedarim. Vikinsestam. Then there was. A nesuin and the nesuin was stam. Vinimtsu aleh nedarim, and then he found that afterwards that she had nedarim. Dalach is in a mikudeshes. She's not going to be mikudeshes. Meaning the ratio of the Mishnah said hamakadosh says isha manasha in aleh nedarim vinimtsu aleh nedarim in a mikudeshes. We assume that vinimtsu aleh nedarim means after the kedushin before the nesuin. Zok the Gemara, the way Rashi explains it, means even after the Nesuin. Meaning that's really what the Mishnah is saying. Vinimtsu aleh nedarim means even if it was after the nesuin, it doesn't matter. The halacha is once you're mekadesh ala tonight, even if you're kinsestam, that's shmul shita in a mekudesh. Kinsestam, the kinsestam, that's the second part of the mishnah. That's going to be teitze shaloi biksu. But then the halacha is going to be teitze shaloi biksu. But the gemara asks another kasha. Ksuba hu deloi baya, hagita baya. What's pshat in the safe of the mishnah? Forget the machlekes rabbi shmul for a moment. Someone is mekadesh stam, the kinsestam. So what's the halacha? The halacha is teitze. You need to get abet shaloi biksuba. The Gemara's question is Memonashach. If we look at the fact that all of a sudden there's Nadarim as being some sort of issue, so, and that's why there's no Ksuba, then why you need to get? It's a Mechachtois, then it's not a marriage. Elamai, you need to get, then you should have a Chiyav Ksuba as well. So the Gemara asks, Because there's some element of Mechachtois over here. If that's the case, get Nami Loitibai. You shouldn't have to get it, give get, get, get either, because we should say, Yefshi Bishanadronis. So Gemara says two to roots. The first Eretz is on my rabbi, rabbi said, This day you need to get is only a get me Devraim. It's a get the Rabbonum. Chinam Rav Chiz, Rav Chiz said the same thing. This whole get, you only need the Rabbonum. Rabbonum, Rabbonum, Said Tana spuke mesafkele. The Tana really was masopi. He wasn't sure if this is a legitimate reason to make a, a marriage null and void. And therefore, Gabi Mamoina, as it relates to the Ksuba, which is the Mamanist component, Lakula. He went Lakula. And he said, You don't have to give the Ksuba. You're not going to have a chiv to give the Ksuba. Gabi Yisura, as it relates to the Issa, Lakumra, over there, he already went Lechumra. But what's the bottom line? The bottom line is, is we have a Machloikis here between Rav and Shmuel. If someone's Makadish and Isha, Amanasha Eino Leonidarim. And then he was Kinsa Stam, and then afterwards he found out that really she had Nadar. Rav said, Srichay Menu Get. Shmuel said, Ainat Srichay Menu Get. Abaya explained that Pshad in Rav that holds Srichay Menu Get is because Rav holds Ainat the Moise Bilasa Bilasnos, Lushi Tasoi, and Perik Beshamai, Mesechtas Yvamis regarding Kedusha Mion. And being that he holds Ainat the Moise Bilasa Bilasnos, we assume for sure that. Klape, the marriage anyways, he wants to be married. How this works on Lumbus? Good question. But he wants to be married even in the event that he finds out later there's going to be in the dark. What about Ksuba? No, Vadlish, Shaloi Ksuba. He's in Loi Gara from any Kinsastan where the Allah is Tetze, but Shaloi Biksuba. So for sure he's not going to be obligated in Ksuba. But at the same time, the marriage is going to be a marriage. Shmuel says, no, if you're Makadash and Isha, Amanasha, even if you're a Kinsastan, weiter. If we find out later there's in the dark, the Kedushin is not going to be a Kedushin. Why? Because Shmuel doesn't subscribe to the theory of Eina Damaisa Bilasa Bilas Nus permeating the psyche of a person to such a level that it can literally dictate different halachas in Shulchan Aruch, also Lishitasa and Perak Beishamai. But the bottom line is that's the Machloikis. The Gemara thought that the Mishnah is a little bit more mashma like Rav. In fact, the Gemara said the words Tufta the Shmuel. 
Because the Mishnah says, I'm a Kaddish as Isha Manasha in the land of Dom, and Nimsa land of Dom, and the and then it jumps into Kinsastam, for Nimsa land of Dom, and the Gemara assumed that the Kinsastam is Behemshach to the Makadish as Isha Manasha in the land of Dom. And if that's the case, it's Mufurish Rav Salacha. That even though you're Makadish Isha Manasha in the land of Dom, if you're Kinsastam after that Kedushin, Talach is Tetzay Shaloi Bixuba. But the Gemara says it's not Mukach. You could say that really the Reisha and the safe of the Mishnah are two distinct halachas. Even if it's Kinsastam, the halach is going to be in Mekudashas. And Kinsastam is going to be Tetzay Shaloi Biksuba only when you are also Mekadashstam. Because if you were Mekadash Amanasha in Oleonadarim and then you were Kinsastam, then the halacha really would be. That Enam Kudeshes, according to Shmuel, that Shmuel holds that the halach is Enam Tzrichemenegat. So the machlokes Rav and Shmuel was a machlokes in halacha. That's obvious, right? We have a major machlokes in halacha in this case of Kitchal Tanai Vikinsastam, but it's also a machlokes in how to understand Pasuk Shana in the Mishnah. So when the Mishnah says the two cases, is it one long running case or is it not one long running case? Just to speak out and come full circle, and we'll end with this as we segue into the raid, and that is that the Mishnah has two cases. The first case is a Makadash Esoisha, and the second case is a Kinsastam. So we started off, we were Madaik a little bit, that in the case of Tanai, we're talking about the Kedushin, and in the case of Stam, we're talking about the Nesuin. According to Rav, it's very Gishmak, it's one case. And then if you're Kinsastam, or even if then you're Kinsastam, according to Shmuel, it's a little bit more Dacha, because according to Shmuel, really, the Makadash is Kedushin and Nesuin, and the case of Kinsastam is also Kedushin and Nesuin. Bottom line is, again, we're stopping in the middle of an intense sugev, as Hashem will pick this up tomorrow night, but just one Ha'ara related, not to today's daf, but going back to the topic of the daf in the beginning of the week. So this week was uh, a microcosm of Ksubas being Shas Katan. So we started off the week learning about the laws of Tzedakah, and then along the way, we got involved in Tzavos, and Mitzvah Lekayim Divri Ames, and we ended the week with one of the most lumbish, intense Dafin and Shas, the Machlik is Rabin Shmuel, about Mekadosh Isha Al-Tanai Bekin Sestam. So just one Ha'ara related to the mitzvah of Tzedakah. And it's really coming back to something that we spoke about a few weeks ago, the Inbeis Medrash, Beloi Festechidish. And that is, there's a, a well-known Gemara, it's one of the first Gemaras in Shas, everyone knows this Gemara, it's Brachas Tav Gimel Amidbeis. The Gemara talks about David HaMelech, who used to wake up every single day, Fartugs. In fact, Chatzli Slaila. So David HaMelech used to wake up by Chatzos. So the Gemara asks, Akasha, how did David HaMelech know exactly when it was Chatzos in order to be able to wake up then? So the Gemara says, David David had a simit. David HaMelech had a harp, the kinar of David, and it was suspended on top of David HaMelech's bed. As soon as Chatzos came, a northern wind would come, and it would blow into the harp strings, and it would cause the harp to play music. So David HaMelech woke up to music, and the music that he woke up to was 
some miraculous performance that was happening via his kinar and this ruach sefaynas. So the Gemara, what David Amelach do when he woke up? Miyad immediately. He would learn Torah until Amudashach. Kinach Amudashach. As soon as the sun rose, Nichnas Uchachmi Yisrael Etzla. The Chachmi Yisrael would come into his palace, Amrulai, and they would tell David Amelach, Adoinenu Hamelach, Amchi Yisrael Tzrichin Parnas. If they need tzedakah, tell them to go support each other. Meaning, let the people that have help the people that don't. And like this, there will be parnasa for everybody. So they told David HaMelech, Ein ha-koymetz, sari, a koymetz. That's the little part of the mincha that used to go on the Mizbeach. The koymetz is too small. It can't satisfy the ari. The appetite of Kla Yisrael is like an ari. It's not shayich. That a little bit of food, the little stock that we're going to be able to give is going to be able to make a difference. And besides, we're taking money out of one pocket and we're putting it into another pocket. David, the net amount of money that we have is not enough to sustain ourselves. So David HaMelech told them, if that's the case, we have no choice. We have to bring in outside sources of income. Let's go fight. We'll wage war. We'll bring in loot. And like this, we'll have money. And they used to go out and they used to fight wars. And from this Gemara, it sounds like this was something that repeated itself over and over again. In fact, it even sounds like this might have happened every single day. David HaMelech wakes up by Chatzos. He harvests and learning until Aloy Sashachar. And then his advisors, the Chachmi Yisrael, enter and they say, Adoinenu HaMelech, Amchi Yisrael, Tzrichim Parnosa, L'chu V'esparnus V'zem Mizeh, no, if that's the case, we have no choice but to go fight a war. Tafla in his Svar Makdoshim, many, many, many places. He shtalzach on this Gemara and he says, first of all, the Chachmi Yisrael, I don't believe, had information about the census of the Jewish people and the GDP that was coming out of the Yiddish Kreisen to know any less than, to know any more than David HaMelech, that, And if David HaMelech told them, There must have been some cheshman. And if David HaMelech had a cheshman, when he said, Despite the fact that he understood that there may have not been enough money for the community to sustain, it, to sustain itself. So what then were they responding when they said, And why this always happen? Why is this happening every day? So good, it happened one time, two times, three times. But say, hey, we got it. It's not going to work. Let's just go fight wars. David HaMelech, it sounds like he wakes up every morning and he says the same thing. What do you mean? Which is exactly what they told him. So the flaw in many places. How many places? It's in Ksubas Tafsamach Zayin, in the Sugis of Tzedakah. It's in his Ponim Yofis, in Parshas Vayichi, where he talks about the Indian of Tzedakah by the Bracha of Yaakov, specifically the Bracha that he gave to Zvulin. It's in Parshas Truma, by the Mitzvah Vayikhuli Truma. It's in Parshas Bamidbar, with the Torah, in Parshas Korach, 
Sefer by Midbar, where the Torah talks about the Matnas Kuna, and it's a parashas re'e by the mitzvah of Tzadka. The Chassam Sefer brings this b'shem his Rebbe da'afla in multiple places. Da'afla shteltzach on this Gemara, he said, he believes there's a soit that's hidden in this Gemara, Gemara that we've heard a thousand times, and really we have to unlock what's the panemius of Dovin HaMelech every single day, saying again, L'chuvis parmesu zemizeh, and every single day they give him the same response. They tell him, E'na koimitz masbiya soari, ve'ena bar mesmala mechuyasa. So the Hafla doesn't say a terrorist. The Hafla says a Yisoyed. He says a Yisoyed in Staka. And really, just to be mocked in this Yisoyed. When we learned Ksubistaf Memtes, we spoke out a very, very famous Toysvis on that Amid. And that is, the Gemara says that Rava once forced somebody to give Staka. How much Staka did he force him to give? Dalud Meir Zuzi. 400 Zuzim. But Rava forced somebody to give Staka. Tais asks Akash that how could Rava have forced someone to give Staka? We know the Gemara says in Chulin that any mitzvah that's Matan Schar Bitsida, the is, you can't force a person to do that mitzvah. The example over there is keep it over aim, but you can't force a person to do a mitzvah where the Torah specifically mentions a reward for that mitzvah. So, by the mitzvah, keep it over aim, it says in the Torah, the man Yerichon Yomech, and it's for that reason, you can't force a person physically to be mechabed his parents if he chooses not to be mechabed his parents. If you look in the Psukim, the Psukim say very, very clearly regarding the mitzvah of Tzedakah. Since Mufurish in the Pasik, that this char, this bracha that a person zoicha to in the event that he gives Tzedakah. So it's a mitzvah shemat and If it's a mitzvah shemat and schar b'tzidah, how is Rabbi able to force someone to give Tzedakah? Violated Chulin Kuf Yud, which is that any mitzvah is man's charbetzida, you can't be kaifa. And Taisva says a few different terutzim. So we spoke out of terutz from the Mechaschenoch. It's by the mitzvah of Tzadok and Parshas Re'eh. It's mitzvah tough ayin test. Where the Mechaschenoch says a davar nifla. He says that if you look in the pasuk, the pasuk says that if an Araman comes to you and he asks you for money, nothing to eat in life. You should give him what he asked. Don't feel bad when you give him the tzedakah. You should understand that it's in exchange for you giving him tzedakah that you've that it's because you're giving him stock that you're going to be zoicha to bracha. So the way you read the pasuk is that an arman comes and he asks you for stock. So there's nisyonis. Not so easy always to to give a person tzedakah. Overcome any evil inclination that you may have to not give tzedakah. Why? Because as hard as it might feel recognize that this debit is a credit. Because in exchange for you doing this, you're going to be zaycha to bracha. Meaning, in exchange for not saying titain, you're going to be zaycha to bracha. I don't think that's pshat in the Pasuk. You know what the Pasuk is saying? Give tzedakah, don't feel bad. Because if you can give tzedakah and not feel bad, then you're going to be zaycha to in other words, the bracha is not for the nothing titain. The bracha is for the v'layera levavcha. The ki beglala davar hazeh. What's the davar hazeh? That's goyrim yivarecha Hashem alekecha. It's not nothing titain. It's v'layera levavcha besit chaloi. That's what it is. So Dr. Mechaschen or davar nifla. The mitzvah tztaka in and it of itself is not a mitzvah saseh shema and schar What's Matan Schar B'tzidah is a mitzvah of Tzedakah when you do it for Loyer Alevavcha. So he said, for Robert to have forced someone to give Tzedakah in a way where it was Loyer Alevavcha would not have been acceptable. Because that's a mitzvah, and the Gemara says in Chulun Kofiud, you can't force someone to do that. But Rava 
by definition, was forcing the person to give tzedakah, which means he wasn't accomplishing getting him to the point of Valayer Levavcha. He did it at gunpoint. So clearly it wasn't Valayer Levavcha. Shainay Mala was Yer Levavcha. So it comes out that stock is anyways not Matan Schar And because that stock is anyways not Matan Schar Betzida, So for that reason, he didn't violate this principle of any mitzvah to say that's Matan Schar you can't be kaif. This terror to the Minchas Chenoch, it's a mitzvah, tough iron test, is Mufurish and the Avne Maluan. The Avne Maluan, the Ktois, and this is in Simonai and Aleph. It's if Kotten Dali is Mechavin, the two Gedolim are Mechavin to each other. Verbatim, he says the terror to the Minchas Chenoch. And it's interesting because this isn't just a terror to a Toysfus Gasha that we have from the Minchas Chenoch and the Avne Maluan. But it's a Taichan Apostolic. That when the Apostolic says, Ki Beglala Dover Azeh, Yiverecha Shemalikecha, the Dover Azeh is not simply the Nosang Titan like, but rather the Dover Azeh is the fact that it's but this is Torah that we already spoke about right here in Ksubis he says that the Rambam in his Hilchis Matnes Aniyim which is where the Rambam talks about all the laws of Tzedakah he says says there's eight different Madragas that a person can observe when he gives tzedakah. And the Rambam goes through all eight. The eighth mila that the Rambam says, this is number eight. This is the lowest level of tzedakah. So they're all milas of tzedakah. But this is the lowest level of tzedakah. A person gives tzedakah, but he gives it ungezetzt. He gives it ba'atzvah. So he gives it, but he does it in a state of atzvah. That's the eighth of the Shmaila milas. That just like the Rambam said, that there's eight milas in how you give tzedakah, there's also eight milas, so to speak, in the bracha that a person's going to be zaychato when he gives tzedakah. So the kibaglala dovar Hashem the bracha that you get for tzedakah is not all the same bracha, but rather it depends on how the person gives tzedakah. And just like the shmoyna milas in tzedakah, tzedakah shmoyna milas in the bracha of tzedakah as well. Now, the lowest milah, the Rambam said, is sheyitain loy ba'atzev, that a person gives tzedakah, but he gives it ba'atzvus. Says the hafla, l'umazeh, the hechstim adrega would be, even though the Rambam doesn't say this, but the hechstim adrega would be the milah gedoyla, she'ein l'maylam imenu, would be that a person gives tzedakah, but not ba'atzev, he gives it b'simcha. He gives it with an iron toiv, not with an iron ra. He said, that's the spitz. So just like the Rambam was Megala to us in the 8th Milo that he gives it Ba'atzvos. So you see from there that the lowest level of stock is you're giving. Yeah, you're being Mekayim Nosen Titein. Or you're not being Mekayim the Valoyer Levavcha. Because you're giving it Ba'atzvos. You're Fakert from the Valoyer Levavcha. That's this Rambam. So it goes Fakert. The more a person gives it Ba'atzvos, the lower you are on the totem pole. And the more you give the stock of a Simcha, the greater you're going to be. It's going to manifest itself not only in how you are Mekayim, the Mitzvah Tzedakah, in the Oifen, that's Mitzvah and Amufcher, but it's also going to be Mekayim itself. It's also going to play itself out in terms of the bracha that you're going to get. Because the Kibiglala Dovra Azed that you're going to be Zoichatu is going to be more if you did it in a way where it's Veloyeira Levavcha than it is if you do it in a way where you're doing it pa'atzev, where you're doing it pa'atzev. Zok da'afla, how do I know I'm right? He said, because read the Pasuk. What does the Pasuk say? Nasoin titen loy. V'loyeira levavcha besidcha loy. Ki beglala dover azeh. Zok da'afla. What does it mean, ki beglala dover azeh? It's not referring back to the nasoin titen loy. 
But he said, like the Mechas Chinuch and Tafayim Tess, and like Davli Malum and Simon Ayin Aleph Dalad, Nifla. He said it's referring to the Velayera Levavcha. So the Torah already told us that the Velayera Levavcha is what's going to be Goyim the Bracha. The whole Kibaglala Dabar Azaz Tali in the Velayera Levavcha. Mamish Mechavin to the Taich of all these Gedoyli Yisrael. So we have a Mechas Chinuch and Avni Malum and an Afla that are Taichin Poshim Shain and a Pasik. That the Kibaglala Dabar is not, not the Nosen Titin Loi, but the Kibaglala Dabar Azaz referring back to the Velayera Levavcha. And it's Zelo Umazer. The Shmoyna Mailus Pitstalk, the Shmoyna Mailus Bebrocha Kiilu. The point is, is that the more you're Ba'atzev, the less you're Makayim, the Velayera Levavcha, the less Bracha you're going to have. But the more a person can tap in and he can do a Pesimcha, the more he's going to be Zoycha to be able to get the Kibaglala Dabar Azaz. And it's not all the same. So what's the spitz bracha that a person can get from giving tzedakah? What's the spitz? What would be the first maila? Like, what's the ultimate? So the Flos says like this. He says, a person that gives tzedakah never loses from tzedakah. We know all the ramazan. The nasnu goes this way, goes that way. The income becoming A person gives tzedakah never loses. He doesn't lose. The money's always going to come back. I mean, he's always going to break even. He's always going to be whole. But at the same time, there's different levels. A person can give tzedakah, and he can be zoicha like Yitzchak Avinu to Sha'arim. He can get keifel keflayim. A person can give tzedakah, and the money that he gets could be gebench the gelt. Gelt that he's going to have simen bracha from. So really, not all money was created equally. And some dollar bills are greener than others. And really, they carry with them under a schoolers and under a brachas. And depending on how the person gives tzedakah, that's going to determine what the bracha is going to be. See, so what's the spitz bracha? It's not flaw talking. What's the spitz bracha? This is not flaw talking in six places. What's the spitz? What's the ultimate? And the Chassam Soif repeats it in a few different places as well. This is permeated throughout the Torah from the Chassam Soif and the flaw. What's the ultimate bracha that a person can be zoicha to? So he says like this. Ashir is the geval de gazach. But at the same time, Chazal say, Yesh loy mona writes a messiah. Ain't other meis v'chatsi tavasi biyada. He says, this is what I think the Spitz Bracha is. A person zoichet Hashiras, but here's the punchline, he's satisfied with his Hashiras. And he also has the begin of Ezeu Asher HaSamech Bechelkoi. That's the ultimate. Because if he's not an Ezeu Asher HaSamech Bechelkoi, then really his Hashiras is working against him. Because the more he has, the more he wants, and the more he needs. And as a result, he's actually less satisfied. He said, Vosfar Bracha is thus. A person gives stock and David gives him money, and now he needs more money. It's not a bracha, it's a chuk of a tlula. It's a trap, it's a setup. It's a joke. The bracha is when the person actually is satisfied with what he has. Oh, so now already he has dvarim that are archiv and daite shaladam, and he's satisfied, he's besimcha, he has svir from what he has. That's a bracha. He's if he has nothing. He's ahead of the game. Now he's ahead of the game, he's an usher. But the point is, is that really, it's, the, the spitz bracha would be that. Says that flaw. Once you understand that, you can understand some Chazals that talked about the mitzvah of Zedakah. Chazals say, that Ebesh says, What does it mean, What does that mean? What's the panemius of that Chazal? That Ebesh says, I'm going to give you so much brach, you're going to say, Good I can't deal with this anymore. Enough already. I, I don't want anymore. What does that mean? It means you're going to be zat. That person's stuffed. He can't eat. And the host is being very kind. Nah, have a little. I'm sorry. Pasha, I can't. I'm going to choke. I can't eat anymore, right? That's what it means. Pasha, I'm surveyor. When a person is satisfied and a person is in a state of sphere, he doesn't need anymore. And because he doesn't need anymore, so this is the ultimate bracha. The ultimate bracha would be that a person comes to a point where he takafil sphere. 
Chazal say, Aser b'shvil shatis asher. That everybody knows. What not everybody knows is that there's another Chazal. Aser b'shvil shaloytis chaser. Give meiser b'shvil shaloytis chaser. Meaning, you want to be a loytis chaser? You should give meiser. What does that mean? He says, because a person, when he makes money, every dollar that you earn, now in a way, you're 50 cents in the hole. Why? Because yesh, or a dollar in the hole, I should say. Because yesh loy money writes a masayim. Ain't other maiz for chatzit abazabiyadoy. So really, when a person is zoich ta'aser, ta'aser, aser bitch fulshat azasher, is that a good thing? I don't know. Maybe it's a bad thing. That if a person does tzedakah and he gives it in the right way, he's going to be zoicha shaloy tzedakah all your day that's tzedakah. David HaMelech said, Hashem roi loy echsar. Says the Hafla. What was the panemius of David HaMelech? What did he mean loy echsar? Ebesh, I understand that when you give me bracha, the bracha is loy echsar. It's not a bracha that sets me up, that puts me in a way of life that one day is going to take me down. It's fakert. It's Hashem roi loy echsar. It's not going to be a matzav of eno de meis v'chatsi tavasa biyodav yesh loy mona roitzim asayim. It's going to come together with the sphere. So zok the Hafla, the ultimate bracha that a person can get is through sphere. So, a person, when he gives tzedakah, he should be v'layer l'avavcha. Why should he be v'layer l'avavcha? Because ki beglal ha-dover It's an exchange for the dover hazeh. It's tolui kefid v'layer l'avavcha. The more v'layer l'avavcha, the less v'layer l'avavcha. But it's tolui in the v'layer l'avavcha that yivarecha Hashem al-kech b'chom masech b'chom mishlach yidecha. Really what it all hinges on is the v'layer l'avavcha. That same taich as the Mechaschinuch and the same taich as the Avni Maluim, but Mitagreisa Knech. And that is that it's not an all or nothing. And there's a spectrum. And every Tzedaka has some element of Bracha. You don't lose from Tzedaka. That's true for all Tzedaka. But at the same time, with the Haftachis and the Brachis and the Skulis and the Shmiris and all the things that come along with it, what is that Talian? It's Talian the Valayer Lavavcha. The eighth Maila that the Rambam Shtaldavak in his Tzedaka, what's the lowest level of Tzedaka? He give it by Atzvot. And the Umazed, the more a person is not by Atzvot, the more you can give it by Yafa, the more you're going to be Zaychatos. He said, what's the Pshat in this? Why is this really what it's all about? So he says a little bit of a, a deeper Pshat. And that is... The Gemara says in Psachim, Daf Kuf Yud Beis. Talk to Gemara. Amr Rav Shmuel Bar Yitzchak. My Dechsev. It says regarding Eiyov. Maisei Yadav Beirachta. Eiyov's Maisei Yadayim were gebenched. So what does that mean? Kolanoitel Prutam Eiyov Misbarich. Any person that would take a Pruta from Eiyov Misbarich, he would get bracha. So Eiyov gave you a Pruta, you used to get bracha from that Pruta. Afilu lemizban minei ulezvuni leishaperdami. Meaning. A pruta from Eiv was a gebench the pruta. He said, what's the pshat in this? This is the hafla. He says, you saw this. The hafla was megalot tzvunos. And says the hafla, you want to know what the pshat is? Is because Eiv, when he used to give a pruta, he used to give it to Ayin Yafa. And when a person gives an onit stock of Ayin Yafa, that pruta has a special skula that maise yada beirachta. It's a gebench the pruta. And the oni can get svia from that pruta. A person can give a lot of money to somebody and the person's not going to be satisfied from it. He won't have the svia. But a person can give a pruta and that pruta will be misbarach to the point that the oraman's going to have svia. So it says that flow, you want to know the panemius of how this works and why this is the way it is. Because the more you give the Araman Ba'ayin Yafa, the more sphere he's going to get from the soccer that you gave him. And the less you give it to Ba'ayin Yafa, the less sphere he's going to have. He says, that's why Shloim HaMelech said in Mishle, Al-Tilcham es lechem ra'ayin. Al-Tisav lemata moisav. He says, don't, don't fight for the bread of the ra'ayin. Al-Tisav, don't have a taiva lemata moisav. Don't be interested in his mat. Don't, you see he has good food. Don't even... 
go for it. You know why? Because it's not going to give you sphere. Because what Ra Ayin gives you, you don't have sphere from it. The sphere comes from the Ayin type. It comes from someone that's on the level of Eif. As I state in Hafla. So the Hafla says, it's Mida Keneged Mida. He says, that's how this works. It's all Mida Keneged Mida. When you give the Ayin Yafa, the Oni is going to have sphere. And because the Oni is going to have sphere, the Glala Dover Azei Yerech Hashem Alekecha, you're going to be Zoycha to the Spritz Bracha. And the Spritz Bracha is Asabishal Shalitis Chaser. The Spitzbrach is Hashem Roy Loyachsar. The Spitzbrach is Achayivlusif Soy Seichem Miloy Madayov. Your lips are going to hurt from telling the host, I'm sorry, I just don't have room for more food. I can't eat anymore. You're going to have such ultimate sphere. But it's me the connected me though. You give the other man money, they will give you back money. You give the other man sphere, they is going to give you sphere. And that's the Spitzbrach. The Spitzbrach is when you zoichet the sphere. So it's up to floor. Every morning, Davin Amelech would wake up. He woke up by Chatzois, the Ruchtzfeines, the Kinar. He was Isaac Betoyer until Aloy Sashach. And then the Chachmi Yisrael entered. And the Chachmi Yisrael said, Adoneinu David. Adoneinu Amelech. Amchi Yisrael Tzichim Parnasa. So David Amelech would tell them every single day, Luchuvis Parnas Uzumizu. He says, go give stock. What was David Amelech thinking? Luchuvis Parnas Uzumizu. What David Amelech was thinking was, Asadon Inyafin Stocker. His Parnas Uzumizu means that let's vul and be Mepharnas Yisachar. That's what the Aflah says. And he says, let him go ahead and be Mepharnas him. Give him stock. And you know what's going to happen if you give him stocker? If you give him stocker, there's going to be bracha. Because the stocker has an exponential effect. And if you give stocker by Ayin Yafa, then a person who would receive a pruta from me if it was Mizbarech. He had sphere. And then you know what happens? The usher has sphere. And then it's Asim Bishvil Shatisa And everything works. You have the, the, all the brachas. Everything knacks. So David Amelech said, He knew the numbers didn't work. He made the cheshbin. He had the back of an envelope. He knew the math had no shaykhis. But at the same time, Sadat Staka. And if a person gives Staka by Inyafa, then the Inyafa Staka creates sphere. And it create, if it creates sphere, so now it's going to be Gavali. He said, You know what they told? Told him, they said, David, must be a sorry. You know what the Oymik was? He said, Klaus was giving stalker. Oh, there's a lot of stalker. Oh, it's Kamtsonus. They're giving like a Kamtsin. And Enakoimitz must be a sorry. Because when you give the Kamtsonus, where it's not full of Yerlovach, it doesn't have the ability to be Masbiya. Klaus has Ritzoinus. We have needs. We have Trochen like an Ari. And true to Dot stalker. Lechuvis parnas uzumizu, aber it's with kamtsonus. The ena koimitz must be a sari, and because ena koimitz must be a sari, it's true that all the money that's being given is being replenished. Aber the ena bar mesmalu mechuliyasa. You give a hundred dollars, you get a hundred dollars back. That's not what we need. We need bracha. We need that a person should be zayreat tzedakah. We need that it should grow meyasha'arim. The only way that can happen is if you get stuck by in Yafa. Kaisra wasn't giving by in Yafa. And every day David Amalek would say, I'm telling you, this is the Eitzah. The Eitzah is give tzedakah and give tzedakah with a fire. You give tzedakah with, a, with an iron yafa. You give tzedakah where you're mekayim v'loyeir levavcha. Because if you do that, then but every day it was the same story. They told him, Christ was not on the level. It's very hard. It's very difficult. They're giving tzedakah. It's v'notsnu. Yeah, they gave a dollar. They got a dollar back. But at the same time, it's not working. And Eina Koimitz Masbiyasari. So it's okay. If we're still holding in this place of Eina Koimitz Masbiyasari, then there's not no brayer. If there's no brayer, there's nothing we can do. I saw, brought down, 
from the Mor V'Shemesh, this is in Parshas Pinchas, he brings that he heard from a Mendel Mirimenov, who said a Dover Niflo, the Rishonim asked, that why is it that when he gives Sadaqah, he doesn't make a bracha? Why do you make a bracha before you give Sadaqah? Rishonim asked the Kasha. So Mendel Mirimenov said, he said, the reason is because the real mitzvah of Tzadaka, the Spitz mitzvah of Tzadaka is that a person doesn't just give Tzadaka, but when he gives it Tzadaka, it's V'lo Yeira Levavcha B'Sitchalai. And he said to give stock in such a way where you're giving it besimcha, where it's v'layer lavavcha, that's already an avoida. That's a madrega. V'lav kolodim zoichalikach. And Chazal understood that if a yid's going to give stock, but he's not going to be mekayim v'layer lavavcha, it's ken garzayim that it's a bracha levatala. And that's why Chazal wore a mesakin, a bracha on stock. Mamish nifla. Just to end. And that is, the last few days we spoke about mitzvah lakayim divrei ames. So just... This week's parsha is Parsha's Kisava, and it's the parsha of the Teichachot. Teich is mentioned in two places in the Torah. It's mentioned in Teiras Kayan and in Parsha's Bechukaisai, and it's mentioned in Mishnah Torah, in Parsha's Kisava. And the Gemara says in the end of Megillah, why do we read the Teichachot during these two times? Because they're both the end of the year. Bechukaisai is Shvu'ah's time, and Shvu'ah's is one of the Arba Rosh Hashanim, and Kamuvin Kisava is the end of the year. It's already Erev Slichas. So it's literally the, it's the end of the year. What's the significance? What's the symbolism? It's Tich of Akil There's an Indian of Tich of Akil So I was thinking, the Chsam Soifer, in the Drasha that we mentioned yesterday, where he talks about what Chesed Shalamas is. By the way, it was a Drasha that was given to the Chavr Kadisha. And in that Drasha that he gave to the Chavr Kadisha, so he began with the Pasuk in Parashas Bahar, where the Pasuk talks about Shemitah. And it says, So the Chasam Soifer said that when the Ebishter created the Oretz, he gave the Oretz two jobs. The Oretz has two tafkidim in this world. One job is that Food needs to grow from the Oretz, right? That's the tachlis of the Oretz. But the Oretz has another job. When a person dies, the person's body is taken and it's buried inside the Oretz. So the Heil Gechsam Soifer said that the Shavsa Oretz Shabbos Lashem, that there's going to be a day, this is what he told the Chavik Kadisha, where the Oretz is going to rest. The Oretz is going to rest, it's going to be Obila HaMavis Lanetzach. And the Oretz is no longer going to have to do its job of taking in all the mason. We're not going to have to bury people. These are not things that we're going to have to do. So we should be zoicha to tichleshan of seha. We should be zoicha to v'shav sa'aret Shabbos Lashem. This year was a Shemitah year and the year of Shemitah is coming to an end. We will mekayim v'shav sa'aret Shabbos Lashem. We should be zoicha to the real v'shav sa'aret Shabbos Lashem with Ubila HaMavis Lanetzach.